Good morning. <clears throat> good morning, good morning, family. Let me do that. Oops. Oh, let me figure out how to fix this. I'm sorry. I'm so glad you're joining me this morning. It's a beautiful day. I'm so thankful that some warm weather is here. It's not going to last super long, but at least it's a little warm. And I'm glad you're joining me for the full 180 today. God is good. And uh, I need to put this on a do not disturb. Here we go. Hallelujah. I am so glad. Let us pray. Let's begin our day with prayer. And um, we will we will take our communion. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. Jesus, we thank you for your cross. We thank you that you loved us so much that you came down and became one of your own creation, Lord, to redeem us, God, to bring us close to you again, Lord, to, for us, in, in order for us to have fellowship with you once again. Lord, we thank you for your cross, Lord. We thank you for everything that you've done, Lord. We repent now of our sins, Lord. I repent of my sin. Lord, I ask that you would wash me, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. Turn 180 degrees the opposite way, Lord, and turn away from everything that takes me away from you. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness, Lord, and I repent of my sins, Lord. Let it me die to my flesh today, Lord. Let us all die to our flesh today in the name of Jesus. And it said he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and he said, this is my body broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me and let us take the symbol of his broken body together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it said that he took the cup and he blessed it and he gave thanks. And he said, this is the blood of my new covenant and it is for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Lord, we thank you that it cleanses us, that it forgives us, that it washes us clean. Lord, we could not have redemption without the blood, Lord. And we are so grateful and words cannot express in the human tongue. Lord, how privileged and grateful we are in Jesus' name. Let us take the symbol of his sacrifice together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Lord, we worship you. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Here we are. We are in Luke, and we are in chapter 10. And we're going to read chapter 10 and 11. The books of Luke are a little long. That's why we're only going two at a time. And I do want to make sure I've got you uh, gone by 7.30, okay? Here we are, the full 180. Let us read the word together. Here we go. The 70 sent out. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him, two by two, into every city and place where he was about to go. He was saying to them, the harvest is abundant. For there are many who need to hear the good news about salvation, but the workers, those available to proclaim the message of salvation, are few. Therefore, prayerfully ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go your way. Listen carefully. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not carry a money belt or a provision bag or extra sandals, and do not greet anyone along the way who would who would delay you, whatever house you enter first, 
say peace, that is a blessing of well-being and prosperity, the favor of God to this house. And if anyone of peace is there, someone who is sweet-spirited and hospitable, your blessing of peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in that house eating and drinking what they provide for the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not move from house to house whenever you go into a city and they welcome you. Eat what is set before you and heal those in it, sorry, who are sick, authenticating your message and saying to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you, but whatever city you enter and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your city, which clings to your feet, we wipe off and protest against your breaking all ties. Yet understand this, that the kingdom of God has come near and you rejected it. I tell you, it will be more bearable in that day of judgment for Sodom than for that city. Woe, judgment is coming to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if... For if the miracles performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented and changed their minds long ago, uh, sitting in sackcloth and ashes to show deep regret for sin. However, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will not be exalted to heaven, will you? You will descend to Hades, the realm of the dead, the one who listens to me and the one who rejects me. And the one who rejects you rejects me. And the one who rejects me rejects him, my heavenly Father who sent me. The joyous result. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Listen carefully. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions. And the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. So that's what he's trying to tell us. Don't don't be all happy and, and glad and, and proud that you were able to cast a devil out. You, The most thing we need to be proud of and hold on to is that our names are written in heaven. In that very hour, he was overjoyed and rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit. And he said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things relating to salvation from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants like child and taught untaught. Yes, Father, for this way was your gracious will and choice, as was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been transferred and turned over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said privately, blessed, joyful, spiritually enlightened, and favored by God are the eyes which see what you see. For I say to you that many prophets and kings along to see what you see and they did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it and a certain lawyer an expert in mosaic law stood up and tested him saying teacher what must i do to inherit eternal life jesus said to him what is written in the law how do you read it and he replied you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and jesus said to him you have answered correctly do this habitually and you will live but he was wishing But he, wishing to justify and vindicate himself, asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus replied, 
A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and encountered robbers who stripped him of his clothes and his belongings, beat him, and went their way unconcerned, leaving him half dead. Now by coincidence, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also came down to the place and saw him and passed by on the other side of the road. But a Samaritan foreigner who was traveling came upon him. And when he saw he was deep, saw him, he was deeply moved with compassion for him and went to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them to soothe and disinfect the injuries. He put him on him his own pack animal, put him on his own pack animal and brought him into to and in and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, two days' wages, <clears throat> and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay when I return. Which of these three do you think proved himself a neighbor to the one who encountered the robbers? He answered, The one who showed compassion and mercy for him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and constantly do the same. Martha and Mary, now while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. Instruction about prayer. And it happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those as we as for we ourselves also forgive everyone who in, who is indebted to us who has offended or wronged us and lead us not into temptation but rescue us from evil the parable of persistence then he said to them suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at at night and says friend lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine who is on a journey just has come to visit me and i have nothing to serve him and from his side he answers do not bother me the door has already been shut and my children are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything just because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence and boldness, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will be fine. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking persistently receives. And you... And he who keeps on seeking persistently finds. And to him who keeps on knocking persistently, the door will be opened. What father, what father among you of his, of his sons asks for a fish and will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then being evil, that is sinful by nature, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who seek and continue to ask him? Pharisees blaspheme and at... Pharisees blasphemy, sorry. And at another time, Jesus was 
casting out a demon, and it was control, and it was controlling a man so as to make him mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were awed. But some of them said, "He drives out demons by the power of Beelzebub, Satan, the ruler of demons." Others, trying to test him, were demanding him a sign from heaven. But he, well aware of their thoughts and purpose, said to him, Every kingdom divided against itself is doomed to destruction, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand and continue to survive? For you are saying that I drive out demons by the power of Beelzebub. <clears throat> Beelzebul. Oh, it's not Beelzebub, Beelzebul. But some translations say Beelzebub. I just realized that. Now if I drive out... The demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons, the Jewish exorcists, drive them out? <clears throat> For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I drive out the demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has already come upon you. And when the strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his belongings are disturbed and secure. Fully armed, guards his own house, his belongings are undisturbed and secure. But when some stronger than he attacks power and overpowers him, he robs him of all his armor, which he had relied on, relied and divides his goods as spoil. He who is not with me, believing me as Lord and Savior, is against me. There is no impartial position, and he who does not gather me, gather with me, assisting my ministry, scatters. When the unclean spirit comes out of your person, it roams through waterless places in search of a place of rest. And not finding any, it says, I will go back to my house, person from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the place swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they go into the person and live there. And the last state of that person becomes worse than the first. Now, while Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed, happy, favored by God is the womb that gave birth to you and the breasts at which you nursed. He, she, and, but he said, Oh, on the contrary, Blessed, happy, favored by God are those who hear the word of God and continually observe it. Do you see that, that someone was trying to exalt Mary even then? It's probably a spirit. And he says, on the contrary, blessed, happy, favored by God are those who hear the word of God and continually observe it. The sign of Jonah. Pardon me. Now, as the crowds were increasing in number, he began to say, This present generation is a wicked generation. It seeks a sign, a testing miracle, with no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah came, became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man also be a sign to this generation. The Queen of the South, the Queen of Sheba, will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth and listened to the wisdom of Solomon. And look, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up as witnesses as at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and look, something greater than Jonah is here. Pardon me, no one lights a lamp and then puts it in the cellar nor under a basket hiding the light, but instead it is put on the lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, focused on God, your whole body is full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But when it is bad, spiritually blind, your body is full of darkness, devoid of God's word. Be careful, therefore, that the light that is in you is not darkness. So if your whole body is illuminated with no dark part, it will be entirely bright with light. And when the lamp gives you light with its bright rays. Woes upon the Pharisees. Now, after Jesus had spoken, a Pharisee asked him to have lunch with him, and he went in the Pharisee's home and reclined at the table without ceremonially, ceremonially washing his hands. 
The Pharisee noticed this and was surprised that Jesus did not first ceremonially wash before the meal. But the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and the plate as required by tradition, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish ones, acting without reflection or intelligence, did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But give that which is within as as charity, that is, acts of mercy and compassion, not as a public display, but as an expression of your faithfulness, faithfulness to God. And then indeed all things are clean for you. But woe, judgment is coming to you, Pharisees, because you self-righteously tie the mint and rue and every little garden herb tending to all the minutiae, and yet disregard and neglect the justice of love and justice and the love of God. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the best seats in the synagogues and to be respected, greeted in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like graves which are unmarked and people walk over them without being aware of it and are ceremonially unclean. One of the lawyers, an expert in Mosaic law, answered him, Teacher, by saying this, you insult us too. And he said, Woe to you, lawyers, as well, because you weigh men down with burdens, man-made rules and unreasonable requirements which are hard to bear and you yourselves will not even touch the burdens with one of your fingers to lighten the load. Woe to you, for you repair and build tombs for prophets, and it was your fathers who killed them. So you are witnesses and approve the deeds of your fathers, because they actually killed them, and you repair or build their tombs. For this reason also the wisdom of God said in the scriptures, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of whom some of whom they will put to death and some they will persecute so that charges may be brought against this generation holding them responsible for the blood of all the prophets they shed, shed since the foundation of the world and from from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah the priest who was murdered between the altar and the house of God. Yes, I tell you charges will be brought against you, this generation. Woe to you lawyers because you have taken away the key to knowledge, scriptural truth. You yourselves did not enter and you held back those who were entering. By your flawed interpretation of God's word, you a <coughs> word and your man-made tradition, when he left there, the scribes and the Pharisees began to be very hostile toward him and to interrogate him on many subjects, plotting against him to catch him in something he might say. My goodness, people. Man, stay away from religious people. Works. It's not about washing your hands. It's not about it's not about ceremony. It's not about it's not about ritual. It's not about saying the same prayer over and over again. It's not about it's not about doing things in order to get salvation. Salvation is free. His anointing is not, but it's you cannot work your way. You cannot do deeds to get into heaven. You cannot say so many prayers so many times and you're going to get to heaven. You cannot you cannot bow, kneel up and down so many times and get into heaven. It's those who call on the name of the Lord and believe with all their heart and repent of their ways will will see God and live in heaven. But let us, first of all, let us do our 100 here. We're 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by an inspiration by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16. Joshua 1.8. This, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate on it day and night, and you may that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That's Joshua 1 8. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, we put on the belt of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. So as we shut our feet with the gospel of your peace, Lord, we put on our helmet of salvation. Lord, we grab our shield of faith and we take our sword of the spirit, which is your word and your spirit. Lord, let us be washed and cleansed today. Lord, let us be a blessing today. Lord, let us walk in your word, in your spirit, and in faith. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow for the full 180.